When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to the Mirrors TV podcast in reality. Every week we get together and we talk about our favourite shows that are on at the minute, what's been happening and what's to come. If you've missed anything, you can find all the episodes so far on Audio Boom and iTunes and you can also subscribe so you don't ever miss one again in the future. So I'm Vicky Newman from the online showbiz team and I'm here with my colleague Kyle O'Sullivan and we've got a very special guest today, my lovely friend Jamie Lambert from Calabro. Hello. Hi Jamie, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. How are you today? How are you doing? I am refreshed for hearing a northern accent. It is good, isn't it? It's you, lovely. You've got a you've got a posh northern accent. It's though. only since I moved to London, and when I talk to you, it go. I'm trying to keep it how I normally have it because when I talk to you, it, it tends comes to go out. really broad. Um, but we're from almost the same area, pretty much. Um, my, like uh, two miles away from each other or something. So yeah, it's weird. And now we live in London. And now we live two minutes away from each other in London. <laughs> I've just. I mean, I followed you. If anything, I have. Well, you were the first person I ever did an interview, I think. Yeah? It was years ago. Years ago? Years and years ago. But I think you were one of the first people I ever did. It was for something called Open Zone Idol. Yes, it was. And I I had long hair and I sat (laughs) at the amphitheatre in South Shields. I had to sit and you were there supervising the photos being taken and my mum was there as well. And look at both of you now. I I know, know, right? (laughs) Yeah, we are. On it. It's the charm. It's the northern charm. It is. But yeah, obviously you won Britain's Got Talent in yes. 2014 with Calabro. Yes. Um, so obviously Britain's Got Talent is not on right now, but it will be back shortly, won't it? Yes. But obviously X Factor and Strictly are the main things at the minute. Well, X Factor is the same company. Yeah, of um, Same company behind it, Psycho, and also the same TV production people. So it's the same, it's a very similar thing. But you know obviously what it's like to sing for Simon Cowell. Yeah. What is that like? Um, that in itself, you know, I think Simon's reputation used to be really, really scary. So back when I did it, um, which is over three years ago, he still was sort of in that phase. But since he had Eric, um, he sort of softened up a bit. And you can tell, I think, when you're watching X Factor, he's definitely a lot softer than he was before. Um, a lot more soft around the edges. Not yeah. physically, I don't think. But I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, you no, know, I just know as you a, mean. a personality. So it was scary. I think for me, it was more of a something that I'd always dreamt about. You know, mm. like we had me, Jade from Little Mix. Like there's a couple of us back in the day that used to sing in the customs house. And like, we all try for X Factor. We'd all try for this stuff. But you like, you know, there's a few rounds before you get to Simon. And Jade always got further than I did on X Factor. But I was more of a musical theatre singer. And then, of course, she won it <laughs> um, with, with Little Mix. And then, you know, it was just, it, it was that dream that we all talked about all the time backstage about singing for Simon Cowell and doing the X Factor or doing something like Britain's Got Talent. And then, you know, we've ended up doing really well on the shows. But I think it's the singing for Simon Cowell is definitely something that you build up in your head. And then when you actually do it, it's terrifying. But he's, he's not as big as you think he is. 
I've seen him in real life. Mm. I went to X Factor live shows last year. Mm-hmm. I was I was like a bit shocked. He's not as big as you think he is. He was quite small. Yeah, but he's he's a big personality. He's not he's not a short. No, but like, but like I you don't think know, on I just TV kind of... he's this towering, imposing <laughs> character. But they do the angles, don't they? Yeah. They do oh yeah, definitely. Similar. And all, but the other thing as well is that he's a he's a real rock star. Like Simon will smoke inside in the building and just pay the fine. Do you know what I mean? Like he just he no. just he's a rock star. I did always wonder about that, you know, because I know that he smokes, right? And then I've heard he's quite a heavy smoker as well. I don't know how so, heavy he smokes, but I know that he likes a cigarette before he goes. Well, yeah, but then in the adverts, like cuz you always notice on the live shows, don't you, when it comes back, he's always sitting down in his seat. Mm. So you like he's obviously been out for mm. a cigarette, but there's not much time. So you always do wonder yeah, how. I mean, I don't think he'd do it in front of the audience, but I've never you seen him do he that. Just like, but like he has, the like I have, he has walked past me a few times when I've either been backstage at the X Factor or BGT performing again or whatever, or even when I was on BGT. I remember, you know, we'd like it, the security would be like, right, Simon's coming through. Can everyone please put like stand to the side? And you had to stand with your backs against the walls when he was walking past, <laughs> and like he'd walk past and he'd, he'd like high five you all and have a cigarette in his mouth. He is amazing. Like he's a really nice. He's a rock star, definitely. Like, he's a like- nice guy. A god. He's brilliant. Like <laughs> I think what he's created is incredible. I mean, yeah. he's done this empire. And it was, he came from very little, and um, he's always very kind to the act. He might not look kind sometimes on TV, but when he's backstage, he's really kind. And obviously, we were with his record label for two years, mm-hmm. um, and he was kind. You know, he was a really kind man. I mean, how how much did you kind of work with him and everything after um, you won the show? We had a degree of work with Simon. Simon's not was well at the time. Simon wasn't the person who did sort of that side of things. It was a guy called Sonny Takar, okay, who ran Cycle. He doesn't anymore. He's moved on to other things. He actually, I think, now manages a band called Pretty Much, who um like a teeny boy band, but they're doing really well. They've okay. just like been on the twenty one under twenty ones or something in Forbes, so they're doing really well. Um, but anyway, Sonny's great, and he was the one we had most contact with, and I think he was very personally invested in us. He loved us on BGT. Simon really liked us as well, but Simon sort of hasn't been as directly involved in that. He yeah. listened to the album, he approved the albums, um, he came back with notes for the albums, and then we did see him, like we were at the cycle parties and stuff, and we did, we did see Simon quite regularly. Um, we sang at his birthday party um, in Scalini's. That is, is that right? Is that place, Scalini's? Yeah. 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 Um, but I remember like it was him there, and like Sonny was there, and then all the like judges from both shows were there. Like it was massive, but like a tiny room, like like literally fifty people in a tiny little restaurant room, and like I elbowed Leisha Dixon in the head because like, <laughs> she was literally right there. She didn't even notice. She might be a robot. Um, <laughs> it was that stuff like that was great. So yeah, in terms of working with Sam, we did very much. He was hands on. Yeah, he did. Have, he was very to do with the album, but it was more Sunny that did. We always saw Sunny a lot more. Yeah, He's like day to day. Well, it's Sunny's office in Cycle. Like Sunny's got the head office, and it's like he all had you know. Yeah. Okay. But um, there's a wall of acts behind Sunny's desk, like that Psycho signed. And it's like One Direction, then it's us, and then it's like Little Mix and Susan Boyle and Leona Lewis and Il Devo. And like, these people are huge, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's cool that we are part of a very select. Psycho don't sign a lot of people. Mm. You know, like Matt Terry didn't get signed by Psycho. He's with RCA when he won X Files last year. Psycho don't sign a lot of people. They, they're very boutique and they're very select. So to be amongst those people is really a cool thing to do. That's that's interesting though that like Matt Terry wasn't signed by Psycho despite the fact that he won 
X Factor. Mm. Like you kind of think that that goes hand in hand, well, don't you? Yeah, but I think with Matt Terry, they saw like an Ollie Mersey kind of thing, and obviously he's RCA, and and yeah. Cycle will still get a cut, like definitely. But I I think that in terms of where he wants to go, it's whether or not a Cycle knew what to do with him, mm. and b whether or not it was the right fit labour wise you've got to be the right fit obviously Cycle had Yield Evil before us mm. you know so they had that kind of thing set up already and sort of knew what they were doing so I think with Matt Terry they weren't sure I don't know whether they were sure what to do with him I wouldn't I think he's very talented but he's musical theatre like he is, he's musical theatre trained and I would have put him straight into shows do you mm-hmm. know what I mean same with Joe McEldry like straight into shows he does really well yeah. now because he's like Joe's doing know, amazing Joe, now in he's, he's brilliant he's done it for like a year and a half or something he's just done his tour with Bill Kenwright who does Joseph like you know he does really really well yeah definitely um, I think these people who have these musical theatre voices who win these shows m- sometimes miss a trick by going st- they should go straight in because the money's amazing if you're at that level you know yeah so when Psycho came to you was that an easy decision then for you guys like, oh absolutely yeah I mean we were basically brought into the well they, we, we didn't have a choice so yeah at, we signed a contract early in the show that said that Psycho would have first refusal and they decided to sign us. I don't think they were they were going to sign anyone that year, but then we won by a massive landslide and I think they thought, right, we have to take that on board. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. there was a public want for the There's album. Obviously, and it, well, it yeah. turned out it was in the top 20 selling albums sort of in the UK from the whole world that year. Like, it was a mass, it was a really big album yeah. that year, so it definitely worked well for them. Um, but... They, they're very sensible as well, you know. They don't they, they don't hedge their bets or anything. They're, they're, they're quite clever. You do the, the the I mean, I know you had a lot of success with those first two albums. Like the both went gold, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, but I have to well, say, well, the first one's nearly platinum. I yeah, think. but you you like your new album is my favourite. It's my favourite as well, and I'll tell you why. I loved working with Psycho. They were brilliant, and we owe them a lot. You know, they're great people, and they did a lot of work for us. But mm. for me. We had a variety of offers from other record labels when we came off Cycles roster, and to have two and a, well two and a half because we did a special edition, the first one, like a Christmas version, to have two and a half records with Cycle is a massive thing because they're sort of like a conveyor belt, and you either work or you don't. So you either release your first album and it flops after one of these shows, or it does really well and you carry on. That's what happened with us. But at the end, I think they just didn't. They had other people coming in, and I think we we might have been a better fit somewhere else. So after the second album, which did really well, I think we just parted ways really amicably. It was yeah. lovely. It wasn't like a nasty thing. It was really nice. There was a lot of respect there. I know that if I emailed them now, like needing something, they'd come back to me. You know, they were really good. But we decided because of what we do, we've got a very, very, very big fan base. But they're not all on social media. They're a variety of ages. And they they are concert goers, and they are album buyers, mm-hmm. but they're not Heat magazine fan base. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they are they're the kind of fans who don't stream, which is amazing because streaming sucks. Yeah. Um. And basically suck the life out of the record industry. I think. Um. But that's a different topic. And and you know I think with the third album we decided that we knew our fans, so we'd set up our own record label, which was very difficult, but really really sort of thrilling, and. Obviously, we'd gone from a five-piece to a four-piece, so we had the opportunity to completely rebrand ourselves, and we wanted full control of that because that's that is how we're going to be seen now forever, and we had to get it right first time. So, 
we just took complete control and that album is a result of that because it's all of our we had full control of the arrangements the orchestra the producers the imagery the t- I mean like you know we ran the TV and media schedule you know because I was contacting you like yeah. you know we, we <laughs> ran the whole thing and it's not what you know it's who you know yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we loved it, and I think, I don't know if we'd do it again, I think we'd probably consider working with a label next time, but it was mainly for that first time that we released an album as a four-piece we wanted yeah. to completely rebrand. Imagine it being stressful, but it did pay off. It was a stressful such year. A good album. It was a stressful year. I think it's a good album. I, I really am proud of it. I'm more, I'm proud of the first two, but I am particularly proud of this one. Firstly, because it's our baby, but secondly, because... I think vocally we are all much stronger on this album than we have been before. There's no like there's not like a choir and a key change on mm. every song. It relies purely on really good music and I think that's I'm really proud of that. Me too. I'm ah, proud of you. Thank you. Oh. So let's talk about X Factor then. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking about it so far this series? Are you enjoying it? I think they've stepped it up actually because I think there was a real I don't know, like I think when Little Mix won it, I think that was the last time that it was like, wow. Do you mm. know what I mean? And I, I remember I was in Leeds Uni and um, I think I was 21, 22. Mm. And they they smashed it. I mean, and it was massive. And then the ratings just started falling. And then James Arthur was really good, but then he messed up a bit and now he's back. Yeah. So that's a positive story. But I don't think it's had the same... You've just got to look at what the winners have done since mm-hmm. James Arthur. Like, James Arthur flopped when he first came off because yeah. he made those comments. And, you know, that's what happens when you put someone who's never been exposed to this industry in the middle of the limelight in a massive situation. He's actually a really nice guy and a fantastic singer. And then he went away and came back and did his own... But he that was all his work. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since then, it's just not been... The uptake with the winners hasn't been that... No, I agree. Sublime, like you, you don't. I couldn't tell you people who were on from oh, last yeah. year. They've not been memorable, have they? No, like I couldn't tell you last year who'd won. No, I know Matt Terry won, and I know he's doing well, but I couldn't tell you the rest of them very well. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking now yeah, who were they, yeah. and I don't. I think so. Well, I remember Sarah Alto because she came and sang at our Christmas party. Well, she <laughs> wins. She she's an amazing. She she's massive in Finland. Yeah. Like she's huge yeah. in her home. Didn't country. she win like some kind of probably. Um, not not X Factor, but it was like something similar to that. But that happens a lot in these programs. Yeah, like we were on BGT. Paddy and Nico, the the um, elderly lady who danced, mm. um, Paddy, and then the young Spanish man. She was lush, like such a nice lady. But they'd been on like different Got Talent shows around the world already. Yeah, it's sort of what they did. So it was a bit. Um, they they do recycle people. Yanis mm. Marshall's on our yeah. He's the guy that dances in heels. Mm, yeah. and he's massive on YouTube. Like he's huge, much bigger than he was on BGT. Yeah. Funny. Well, I've, I suppose people do try all these different, things, especially with Britain's Got Talent and X Factor. That they have got that big reputation. People mm. do literally come from all over the world. But well, a lot do, of people mind are that, kind though. of like, reached you, out to as well. But you look they? at X Factor, and you know you've got the my favourite on X Factor. I've got a few. Obviously, there's Aiden, who's from our. Um, neck of the woods yeah. um, who's really good and also I think the one that I think delivered this stellar stellar audition was the Dutch lady the older soul singer yes she sang Purple Rain and I was yeah. like right this is what I needed and I think she came over because she's already had a career over there and I think she just thought you know what I've got on the X Factor it's not it's a talent show it doesn't have to be for people who've never sang yeah, before that, yeah there's, I mean? not, there's nothing in the rules it's there nah so did you 
obviously there's always a bit of um like controversy one of the things this year has been that the judges cruelly i'm doing air quotes split up that mother daughter duo did you see them descendants they were called well i don't think it's cruel i think at the end of the day it's a competition and yeah. this mam and daughter were in it and they just felt like the man wasn't going to work. But if mm-hmm. the daughter has a chance of being something in the industry... You know, you've got Simon Cowell, who is an industry expert. You've got Sharon Osbourne, who managed one of the biggest rock bands in the world. You've got Louis Walsh, who is an expert in loads of music. I mean, you had Boys On, not... Mm. Uh, um, was it Boys On or Westlife? Both, I think, wasn't both? it? Both. Well, yeah, there you go. It was both. Um, and then you've got Nicole Scherzinger, who vocally is one of them, technically, he's a, she's a brilliant singer, you know. Yeah. They all know what they're doing. All four of them know what they're doing. And if they turn around to a duo and say, she might work in the industry, you're probably not going to, then either accept it or sod off. The mam should have immediately said, don't worry, go on without me. I thought she wasn't going to. Well, she was so reluctant. And then she was saying, you can't make me do this. I'm backstage. Oh, this is going to embarrass me. And I just thought, yeah, how can you? Well, I do think there's a side of it where she must have been thinking, I'm going to look on TV like I'm not good enough. And I think that's hard for somebody because, but then that is the risk that you take by going into one of these shows. Mm. They can use your footage and do whatever they Mm -hmm. want with it. Do you know what I mean? It's not, we've got, hundreds of hours of b-roll just sitting somewhere from what we filmed for the vts and stuff do you know what i mean and they can use any of it you gotta be so careful in front of a camera yeah definitely. so if they sign up to go on it then they've signed up to allow simon to do that they can do yeah. whatever they want when you would have thought they'd be prepared as well because they told them after the first audition this isn't going to work mm-hmm. and they were sort of like going oh, yeah, and i think about it so i thought I, the daughter was better than the mum personally i did think she was better and i think the problem is the mum's not going to do anything like even that soul singer that i like I don't know whether there's not a market for her. There's no mm. gap in the market. No one wants to hear a middle-aged soul singer at the minute. There's not. It's not going to sell records. It's not what well, works a, yeah. at the minute. A forty-year-old mum and a twenty-year-old daughter just isn't going to work, regardless of how yeah. good they are anyway. Really, is it? Yeah, it's just a bit. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I don't think it's cruel. I think it's TV. And no. what have you thought of? Like, there's been a lot of people saying it's a bit staged this year. There's been even more of the sort of like, I'll oh, come. Simon puts his hand up. I'll. Oh, have you got a second song and suddenly it's the second song's a lot better it's always been like that it's just that people are clicking onto it now like it's always been like that this is what number series now god it's 11 14 is it something like that yeah. yeah but then it's been you watch the first series it was the same back then it's just that they do the same thing every single year that's why the ratings are failing I think because people have seen it 14 times it's like yeah. watching the same film 14 times because it's the same I'm guilty of that thing. I, I love a good rewatch of it. no but I do <laughs> I watched The Martian this morning again with Matt Damon for like the 8th time but it's not it, it's more that for me Strictly every year is the same format, but it's different celebs who already have fan bases. Yeah, I do think that contributes towards the ratings. I also think that X Factor is not like Strictly is not staged. Strictly, they dance, they get judged on the dancing. That is it. There's no sub stories. There's mm-hmm. no nothing else. It's just the dancing. X Factor employs a sub story. It employs you know a young girl who's Nan died and she's singing the song for her nan and then she sings and she's shaking and suddenly she's a big note and everyone stands up. That is what happens every single year. I can guarantee you yeah. that they will sing With You from Ghost, Say Something, Christina Aguilera in A Great Big World. That's another one that they always sing. Like it's And funnily enough, are both ones that Cycle had us put on our albums. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> These are the same recycled songs. With You is a great song. It's a great song, <laughs> but I can guarantee it'll be on BGT again this year. Yeah. 
It's been on three years in a row now, and I can guarantee it'll be gone again this year. I true. can guarantee you. Very true. It's all recycled, and the problem is when you recycle something, there's nothing new. I loved Fleur East because I thought she brought something new. She's not the, I mean, she's 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 a performer, really. Do you know what I mean? She's not like a Whitney Houston level singer. But when she came back and did that performance of Sax, like, it was mind blowingly good, and it was like number one in the charts for like however many weeks in a row. Do you know what I mean? And now it's on every advert in the world, and it's just like that. That was fresh and new. I don't think we really had that last year. No. I'm looking for it this year. Yeah. I mean, it's still early days in the competition. Obviously, the next thing that happens, the six chair challenge, which I love because it's so horrible. It makes me tense. Like, Like, could you you cope with that kind of stress? Oh, I mean, I'd be fine. I I am... I mean, if you put me on now, I'd be fine. I wouldn't have three years ago. Like, now, if you put me on, I've performed so much and done so much stuff that I wouldn't be bothered. But I think the problem is you're putting these people under an immense amount of pressure. I do think that X Factor has been guilty and BGT to some extent of occasionally exploiting people who are not well I have seen that before and I think the six chair challenge is a dangerous place for somebody who might not be very well Mm. you know and I think I think I I haven't seen it so much this year but like there have been years where people who shouldn't have gotten through to that stage what do you mean who like do you mean who like have Susan, health Susan Boyle? Well, Susan was a different case because she's immensely talented and has the, the, this brilliant voice and deserved to be seen. But that was a. But then they looked. I will. I'll tell this to you now. They looked after her. Like. Yeah. They looked after her backstage. She's always been well looked after. Like, Do I think the way our audition was kind of shown as well, though? It was like y- you were meant to think. The way the show did, the way the, the edit it and everything, you were meant to think, oh, God, she's no, going to be terrible. Well, that's, blah, yeah, blah, but then blah, they did yeah. that to us. Do you know what I mean? We were five guys in, and they were like, oh, another boy band, roll your eyes. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. And then we sang what we sang. It's not, for me, it's more about Susan Ball, I can tell you, was well looked after. Like, they had a team around her all the time, making sure she was all right. And then when everything went to pot, they put her into somewhere where she could get better. And, you know, mm. it was it was all... They looked after her, I believe. And from what I've heard, they did look after her. So that's a different kettle of fish. But I'm talking more about people who are are clearly not talented and are put through so people can laugh at them. Yeah, I okay. think that's when it goes from celebrating someone's talent. Because Susan Ball does have difficulties... But and she's amazing. She's an, but she's an amazing singer. Yeah. So that talent deserves to be celebrated, and she deserves to be celebrated for that. And they weren't laughing at her. I think when it, it, it changes when you're laughing at someone who has a mental health problem. I no, I don't know what you mean. And I think sometimes you know when when people go on and the they are genuinely the terrible, and it's like sort of made a joke out of. But they're sort of kicking off, and they're like, "No, you don't know what you're talking about." Blah blah blah. You can't understand that when you kind of realise that. By the time they've got to that stage in front of the judges, they've already auditioned three or four well, this times. Is, so this is where the... I think and people are going to them, the are you great? Comes from. Exactly what we want for the show. That's where the cruelty yeah. comes from. I think the cruelty comes from the fact that these people have been through three or four auditions mm-hmm. to get to Simon Cowell's stage. And they have been made to believe that they are going to do well. Mm-hmm. And then they get ripped apart. And if it was just them going in front of Simon Cowell and him telling the truth... That's fine, but it's the fact that they've been told three or four times they're right for the competition and they think they're going to do well, then they go in front of him and they sing. And I think that's when you can really destabilize... If someone's got mental health problems, that can destabilise them, I think. Ask any professional in the mental health field and they will say it is not good for somebody to be ridiculed when they've been built up first, when they've, when they've, got, a mental, when mm. they've got a mental health problem. I just don't think it's a... 
I don't think that's a sensible thing to do. And I don't think they're as guilty of it now. I really don't. Like, I think for the last few years, it's been much better. But for the first few years, before people clicked mm. what it was like, I think there were some people who were quite clearly unwell who got quite far yeah. and then got knocked down. Yeah. And what happens, to, like, when you do the VTs before your audition, hmm. is how like, long, far in advance is that? And because I suppose people weeks. then... It's uh, weeks oh, really? We filmed... Yeah. It's not staged, like it's not like that at all. But then BGT is different because BGT, or what will happen is we, like we did our first audition. We didn't film anything before then. So what they do is they clock how good you are, or how likely you are to make it, and then they'll pull you aside and say we need to film some stuff with you. So we um, did our filming for we did the first audition, and then we got four standing ovations, and we had to wait until the end of that night until twelve p.m. And then we were filmed leaving the theatre jumping up and down doing extra interviews for Britain's Got More Talent where I was asked how many girls I'd shagged which was awkward <laughs> um, that interview never went out either because I think they could tell that it was not good um, it was put yourselves in the line of who's had the most girls oh. and um, it's clearly Stephen Mulhern had been asked to ask this you could see his face fall oh, when he read the question yeah. and I just put myself at the bottom and he was like well this is going to help you I was like well I don't really think it will um, to be honest with you because I'm gay and um, he was just like oh right sauce <laughs> yeah um, anyway but then Orcs. they do these VTs it's very cleverly done but that is how you make good TV it's why people still watch it do you know what I mean I don't I, don't, I never understand like when um, Jamie Raven was on BGT was it last year or something um, and he's the magician who came in second yeah. place and uh, it wasn't last year it was the year before and he um, he was doing his magic trick and then everyone was like I know how he does that. That's not real. I was like, oh, right, okay, sorry. Are you going to go on and do some real magic? Like, are you actually, are you a wizard? Like, Actual magic are powers. Are you actually magic powers? And, like, people people don't realise that this stuff is TV. Like, it's made to be TV. It's not live. It's not a live real, like TV competition. No. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's when you get to the final, they probably have more control. But when people are watching the auditions and they complain that it's staged, well, of course it's staged. That's how you get good TV. Yeah, Drive at the end mad. of the day, it is a TV show, yeah. isn't it? And you know, that's why they put through the rubbish people mm. who are going to be good entertainment because if everyone who went on was an amazing singer, you would get bored. Yeah, I do think you would get bored. I agree with you. I do think... I, I think I, I look some years and I'm like, these cannot be the 12 best singers in the country. Yeah, there is because times actually, when they last put year, through. And, no, yeah. i tell you what, though. I remember last year... Last year, there were six or seven crap people in the final. I mean, people who I didn't feel could barely sing in tune. And I know people who'd gone for the X Factor that year mm. who were amazing singers who didn't get through. And I just, that's when it annoys me when it's like it gets to the live final and you, you have to listen to all these people who genuinely can't sing. And then you get some people like Matt Terry and Louisa Johnson who can genuinely sing and you're like, right, thank God for that. Because the, you get some people from last year, I'm not going to name names, but like, I don't understand these young teeny boys who like can't really sing and can't really dance but they've got the hair across the face and like they like do rubbish versions of like good songs and you're like come on what like, about them twi- them twins this year who just looked a little bit like Justin Bieber remember them and they were terrible oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they were like well we'll look like Justin Bieber like right <laughs> but it's like there is a new thing across the internet now of these teeny bop boy band kids 
who can't, for some reason, can't stand still when they're singing. They've got to do like something. Mm. And it's all like, you'll see them on Twitter and they'll be like, they'll tweet something like, hey girl, thinking of you, but like not directed to anyone. And yeah. I'll be sitting there like retching into my <laughs> whatever I'm drinking. Like when I'm scrolling through Twitter, I'm thinking, God, is this what the music industry is coming to? The next generation of people are these like tweeny bot boys who rely on girls who want their affection. Yeah. But like, that's what Twitter has done in part of the way, because it's always been like, everyone's always had fan bases. But like these kids, like they're not good singers. They're not. They're not talented. Do you know what I mean? They're just good-looking young lads who take advantage of that. Like I actually think One Direction were really good singers. Like you look at the solo stuff they're doing now, and mm. I love all of it. Like apart from Liam Payne, don't like that song. Oh, um, I love that song. No, no, I'm sorry. I just oh, think it's crass. Right. Well, that's it. I think <laughs> Harry Styles done really well. Niall Horan, I think, is going to do the best because I think his songs are brilliant. Louis' song was great. Zayn's doing cracking. That Strip That Down song is Jimmy, I like vulgar. It's, I think it's <laughs> sexist. I think it's like a Justin Timberlake copy. I didn't like it anyway. You can, you can put that in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I won't. I was going to suggest we had a little listening party afterwards, but if you don't want it... Well, not to that song, but give give us any Harry Styles number. (laughs) I actually thought he was quite rude about Harry's music as well on radio and stuff. I just just don't think he's been very classy about it. But what what, what can you do? What can you do? Absolutely nothing. Because he doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. About what you think. He doesn't care about (laughs) anything. He's got Cheryl, he's got a kid called Bear Pain, so yeah. do you know what I mean? I'm sure he's fine. Totally he's should have called world. it Window, right? Window Pain. Yeah. Well, I think Bear Pain's bad enough. <laughs> Let's talk about Strictly then quickly. Right. Because obviously there's this big battle, isn't there, between X Factor and Strictly. And Strictly is winning. It wins every year. Yeah. But to, to me, I think a lot of that is just sheer scheduling. So if people are going to watch both, right, you're going to watch Strictly first because... It starts first, then it runs over X Factor, which is on ITV and but has I'll tell adverts. you why, though. I'll tell you why they do Strictly. It's because they don't have a boatload of crap. And I think the problem is with X Factor at the minute is I do think it's it's gone every year more and more about the judges, and I don't mm. think people are that bothered about that. They want to see the acts. Mm. So you'll watch X Factor now, and it'll be like, right, so there's been one performance... In the entire that, 50 minutes, then an advert. That, yeah, yeah. So there's one that you're like, I've, you, another advert set will come in, but I've not been one person on. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like, that stresses me out. So I'm like, right, I'll watch it on catch up and I'll and just, just fast forward through and I'll just watch the singing. Yeah, I think that is a lot. That's, of it. I think that's where it comes from. I yeah. do think that's where it comes from. So, what do you think about the fact that Chizzy is gone? Obviously, she's first out. After dancing against Brian Conley. I like I her. Love Brian she Conley. Was, well, I, I was him. like really so stressed that he was going to leave. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've met them both. She was at, um, he was on a cruise that we did a uh, year back. And um, she was at an award ceremony that I was presenting at a few weeks ago. Mm. And um, I didn't realise then that she was on Strictly. And I didn't really clock who she was. And um, I thought she came across really nice. I, I just, I, I don't mind that she went out. I don't think she was the best dancer in the competition, mm. to be quite honest with you. Brian Conley. Um, someone in the press launch for Strictly went up and they were like um, oh so um, are you excited to be doing this after doing the chase and he was like I'm not Bradley Wall <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the makeup artists from Strictly told me that and I was absolutely wet he's really lovely that is really brilliant. funny we've chatted a few times I don't times, think they actually. look that much alike no I don't either no but they've got that they, cockney charm it's they? that yeah. charm yeah but he's he's Brian Connolly is a classic I love it. entertainer. I met him once as well when I was still at my local paper and I went on a press trip to Edinburgh oh, and he was right. playing Fagan and Oliver. Do you know so he's brilliant? Seemed, he said, it's a puppet to us and it was like the best day of my life. 
It was amazing. He's brilliant, isn't he? I love him. And I've seen him in Barnum too. He's I'll tell you what I'm that. sad about, though. I thought that tribute to Brucey was beautiful. It was. Like, it really was. It was. I cried my eyes out. I got out. emotional. Like, it, And you can see the goggle box lot all crying as well when they mm. watched it back. I, that's how I catch up with these shows, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to watch the shows now, <laughs> do you? Nah. Just watch Gogglebox. That's nah. the main stuff. I'd love to be on Gogglebox, <laughs> I would. I'd love to be honest. But yeah, the, I mean, would you, do you think you'd ever do Strictly if you were asked? Uh, if I was asked, yeah. I'm not the best dancer in the world, but I I'd give it a crack. I can imagine you being good at it. No, Michael's a much better dancer than I am. Um, in the band mm. and Matt's a good dancer me and Tom just aren't really dancers I would do the jungle yeah um, or I'd do Big Brother and I think I'd be quite good at because I don't hold back and I think that people yeah. find that quite funny so I think I'd be good TV for Big Brother that would be definitely something that I'd do Celebrity Big Brother oh definitely I have had the conversation before really um, but I, I don't know I, I would I would definitely do Celebrity Brother yeah, yeah I could see you being like the argumentative one no, I wouldn't. Not like I'd, argumentative and like you'd be attacking. I mean, in like, just, I'd be the one you'd that be was the, the, you'd one be the one arguing who, with, the, with with the Perez Hilton. Like, yeah, that's 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 because like, I, I mean, was, I found him so difficult. Oh my that. god, terrible! I like, the, I'd be the, the Michelle Visage person who just kind of like sat back and was like, no, no. You know, yeah, that's what I mean. You'd be like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be running the, you'd be running the show. I'd probably be running the house, yeah. For sure. <laughs> the boys have always said that I'd be funny on it because I do, I do, I rule the roost. What about yeah. I'm a celeb though? Could you eat the disgusting thing? I would do my best. I would do my best. Oh, I couldn't. I'd, I'd love I'm a celeb. I'm terrified of anything. I, I, like gutted out my balcony yesterday, and I had battled with like so many huge spiders, and like. I found that really tough. So I think I'm a celeb. Bear in mind we're in England. So I think I'm a celeb was pretty, uh, would be pretty extreme. But I'd love to do it. Yeah. I'd give it a go. Well, hey, you never know. Yeah. We'll Maybe one day. One day. But uh, I think that is about all we've got time well, thank for. thank you for having me. But thanks so much for coming. And um, yeah, so don't forget that the podcast in reality if you've missed anything you can find on audio boom and itunes and you can subscribe and uh leave a little comment as well so we know what you think and what shows you'd like us to talk about but once again jamie thank you very much thank you and uh it's been a pleasure Thanks.